0: Hello Columbus City Schools families. Welcome to another episode of Inside CCS. No need to adjust your earphones. I am not Tyler Carter, obviously. This is Christian Ross. I'm a communications coordinator with the district. Usually I'm behind the scenes with the podcast, but today I'm stepping in for Tyler to help out and I'm joined by three lovely ladies to talk about a topic that is very important to myself and I know that's important to our teens and our families around the district, mental health. So I'm going to toss it to you guys, let you introduce yourselves.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Hafsa Musa. I'm a junior at Northland High School and I'm great, I'm happy to be here.
2: Hi, I am Dr. Danita Thornton, uh, also referred to as Dr. D. I am a supervisor of school psychologists here with Columbus City Schools.
3: Hello, CCS. My name is Bidya Karel. I'm a junior at COS, and I'm so happy to be here.
2: Dr. Thornton, before
0: we got started, you and I, we were having some really interesting conversations, and you told <laughs> me that you had an an activity that you wanted to kick off the episode with. So, like, what what what, what does that look like? What, what do you guys
2: yeah. how you set the tone? Yeah, so I'm super excited about doing this. So hopefully you all will want to join me in what's called a five—no, 478. We'll do a 478 breathing exercise. So I would like to invite you, if you are comfortable, to close your eyes. You don't have to, or you can stare off. Um, But I think it's really important that anytime we begin an activity, be it discussion, lesson, whatever, meeting, that we take a moment just to breathe. um, Because there's power in our breath. There is so much that we're doing constantly. There's so much noise that's going around, that's surrounding us, within us, that you have to take a time time out for yourself. So let's do the breathing exercise. So essentially what you're going to do is you're going to breathe in for four, count of four. You're going to hold your breath for seven a count of seven, so it could be seven seconds or just count seven, and then we're gonna breathe out for eight. So what it will look like is this. You're gonna breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And it's okay if you can't hold your breath for seven seconds or exhale for eight seconds. It really does take practice. So let's try one more. So you're gonna breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And that is a great tool. Anytime you're feeling anxious, anytime you are feeling as if you are overwhelmed, or you just need to calm down, that resets your central nervous system. It resets your your brain. It resets your body so that you can then proceed with action.
0: No, and I think that's really important. Like having something that you're able to do to kind of, like you said, center yourself, focus, and just kind of be present. Like, it's really key. I know I look for things like that in my daily life. What about you guys?
1: I look for it all the time because uh, high school student, junior year protected, ex- especially because we have ACTs coming in next week. Oh my goodness, we're all crazy. So being able to do that, it's really useful.
3: Yes, I agree with Hafsa because of all the ACT prep and also applying for scholarships and looking at colleges ahead of time. It's all too nerve-wracking and fast.
0: Uh, do you guys have any Type of strategies that have, that you're using right now to just kind of cope and, and focus. Like for me, one thing that I try to do occasionally. I'm not the I'm not the best at it, but I try to keep a, a mindfulness journal. Sometimes I will literally sit down and write something. Other times, it's just random thoughts in my head that I want to remember or revisit. And I'll just type in my notes on my iPhone.
1: Um, for me, uh, a lot of people don't agree with this actually because they think of it as more work, but Because I don't have an English class anymore, because I uh, completed all my English courses over the past two years, Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I write certain things for my friends. My friends, they are really interesting, I guess you could say, and some of them are going through some things, so I write, um, I guess you could say, pretty deep literary, little small little portions of writing, maybe six, seven hundred words each, and it's just... It lets me immerse myself in something other than what's bothering me.
3: For me, I try to distract myself. And like you, I also keep a notes. I don't use an actual notebook, but I keep a note. But recently through the Teen Summit, I've got a mindfulness journal. So I'm trying to use that as well.
0: And it's funny you brought up the the teen summit. I know that, you know, last week we we had some of the students that participated come in and just talked about what those conversations looked like uh and just some of those takeaways. So I, while I wasn't there, I definitely felt like I was in the room just listening to them and just kind of placing myself there. What was what were those conversations about wellness? What did that look like? Like what were some of those takeaways? I I heard you guys got left with like a wellness kit or wellness journals?
3: Yep. We got, in the wellness kit, we got like uh, stress relievers, a water bottle with a microphone and a mindfulness journal and a bunch of snacks. And in the teen summit, we talked about violence and mental health. We got to speak with great people like the mayor, uh, the chief of police, and Dr. Dixon was also there.
1: There were a lot of amazing guests that I extremely appreciative that we were able to uh, get to interact with and speak with the mindfulness journal the the snacks it was it just showed us and I know Dr. Dixon herself provided the gifts for everybody so I just wanted to thank her for that and it's just so being able to speak out about, especially mental health and the youth violence that were addressed during the teen summit, it was, I guess you could say, looked at at a different angle from what normal. It's normally exposed. You know, when the concepts are exposed to the, to society, it's normally exposed at a surface level. We got past that during the teen summit.
0: And you know, Dr. Thorne, and maybe you can help me with this. I feel like recently, with especially like this generation that we're living in now. That there's been a lot more emphasis on on mental health, I feel like when I was growing up when i when I was in high school, you know almost fifteen years ago, mental health really wasn't something that was talked about in in our schools.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: like it was a really weird situation, like if you tried to have these conversations at home with your parents, at least for me and but now I just feel like it's like we're more willing to have these conversations like we're more Uh, aware of what's happening in the world, how how, how our students, how our kids, like how it affects them. Like, how do you feel like we've gotten here? And what do you why do you think it's so important that, you know, that we continue to, to make strides in addressing mental health?
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see the discussions occurring around mental wellness and what what does it mean exactly to be well mentally? The pandemic posed a number of challenges, right? But we can certainly look and see some of the blessings within the chaos. And that has been one of the blessings is that we are now recognizing the importance of being healthy mentally and having these conversations because we're all experiencing various challenges that we don't need to suffer in silence. And so to see the growth of the field emerge where I don't care what walk of life you're from, we're all having these conversations and we're all trying to figure out how best to be healthy mentally and that you can't run away from it. And so the more we can do to create safe spaces for our students as well as for adults, um, particularly adults who are in helping professions, we will be healthier for it. And so I love that we are looking at ways, how do we infuse more of our strengths, our talents in the conversation? And furthermore, how do we not only cope, but how do we thrive? How do we create opportunities to thrive and to continue to grow forward as individuals? And that is something that we will continue, I think, from, for, for the foreseeable future anyway, um, for us to be able to do that and, and to honor each other's voice, voices um, as we engage in these conversations.
0: Oh, you definitely hit on some good points there. And one thing I want to know, you mentioned creating safe spaces within our buildings, empowering our kids, um, you know, teaching everyone that, you know, about the importance of empathy. What yes. does that work look like? Like, what did it look like pre-pandemic? And like you mentioned that, you know, we've all learned so much coming out of out of I can't say coming out of COVID because we're still here. But like, yeah. what does that look like now that we're back in the building and, and you know, we've. We're hearing so much more about the effects of isolation and what it's had on all of us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Isolation, loneliness, depression, anxiety, worry, all of those things that um, we've all certainly experienced at any given time in our lives. But we're seeing it and we're having more conversations surrounding it, what it looks like is greater collaboration and so i'm seeing a lot more of our um, school-based mental health professionals collaborating so school psychologists school counselors social workers school nurses really pairing with the community-based agencies um, to provide wellness groups within buildings and so i'm I'm thinking about um, we currently have 11 school psychologists who have collaborated with um, the Ohio State University School Psychology Program, uh, graduate students, practicum students, um, and they are co-facilitating groups with school counselors as well as some of their school social workers using the Mind Up curriculum as well as zones of regulation. And so those groups occur um, sometimes in buildings at lunchtime, sometimes before school. Um, we certainly have opportunities occurring after school. Um, and so, I suggest for any building that we don't see those types of things occurring, that we add that to the equation, that when we start to make it an intentional part of our day, of our activities, to have groups, to have even a a small circle at the beginning of a class period of let's check in, let's talk about how we're feeling, what zone are you in, are you in the blue zone when we're, we're talking about zones of regulation, or something basic like if you could describe yourself as weather, as the temperature, what would you say? And so beginning our conversations with activities like that, even when we're introducing ourselves, and this was something that I thought about doing, but I was like, I don't know, but so we can do it now if we okay. want to. So when you're introducing yourself, using the first letter, the, the letter, first letter in your name, your first name, describe yourself. So my first name is Danita, so I would be dynamic Danita.
0: <laughs> this is a tough one. I, I right, always feel like when somebody <laughs> you put on the spot, it's like, I know all the adjectives in the world that like, describe me, but somebody's like, tell me about yourself. <laughs> right. Who am I? <laughs> um. So I'm Christian with the C. I would say curious. I'm uh, curious yeah. Christian. I'm mm. Always been somebody that's just kind of interested in everything. I was that kid that would take apart like his race cars just because he wanted to see how this thing worked, and then my parents would be mad because they spent $100 on this <laughs> toy and it's broken.
1: My name is Hafsa. Uh, I can think of every letter but my name, <laughs> but I'm gonna stick with happy Hafsa for yes. now.
3: Um,
1: my name is Vidya.
3: This one where it just keeps coming to me. But, like, I'm not sure if I should use it. I'm going to go with a beautiful video. Yes.
0: (laughs) I agree with that one.
3: Yes, because, I don't know, I think I'm a very outgoing person, and I'm pretty positive. I'm an optimistic person, so I find that beautiful about me.
2: Yes. And we have to celebrate the beauty that is within us, the beauty that is us. Our strengths, I mean think about if we walked into every classroom and that is how it started, every activity, your introduction was not only your strength but mm-hmm. then creating that sense of yes, there more what is right with me is more powerful than anything that could ever be wrong with me
0: no i I, I agree, and I think that like those type of icebreakers um, also just allow us to learn more about you know the people around us like. Not just our friends, but even just, you know, that, the new kid that just transferred into, into class that, you know, maybe I, I hadn't had a chance to talk to them yet. Or maybe they're just shy. I was like, all right, you you put me on the spot. And, yes, it's uncomfortable, but it's an icebreaker. It's meant to break that tension. and It's meant to, you know, allow us to get to know each other Um you know beyond that surface level you know hofsa that was something that you you mentioned when you talked about just the conversations around you know mental wellness the conversations around youth violence what have those conversations been like since you guys have been back in school for the first time in like a really long time
1: they i guess you could say they're more open a lot more open and i guess overall just in general it wasn't really much of an important topic you'll hear it in passing every once in a while before COVID happened you could say it's it's improved quite a bit when it comes to awareness um, acceptance really as well and the how proactive some people are in, in terms of mental health because that wasn't as abundant as it was as it is today.
0: And, and how has that been you know the in the building your, your teachers your your admin teams them being able to step back and allow you guys as students to lead those conversations because I know that's that's a big thing that Dr. Dixon has talked about students leading the way. So, like, what has it been like, for, or what does it feel like to to be know that you're empowered to to step up and have those conversations and be the face of those conversations?
1: It's enabling the students really because a lot of the students they have the potential, the potential that to. I guess you can step up in society, and they don't get the chance because they're they only had the ability when they're younger, or they get too busy when they get older, or they're too shy to do something, or they try, or they don't, they just don't have any opportunity or any platform whatsoever to get that voice. But I like the saying "students leading the way" because it enables it. Enables me to be on this podcast and explain mental health, and enables the students to talk more about how they are experiencing life, society as it is today, because it's not the same as when the generation above us was. It's going to be different in the comparison between how uh, students 15 years ago are experiencing, were experiencing high school, as in comparison to how it is today. And it's just, it's, it's amazing how it's improved with that saying.
0: And when you think about, you know, that, that same term, students leading the way, what, is that, what does that look like for you over, over at COS, correct? Yep. Yeah. What, what, what are those, you know, when you guys are having those, those tough conversations, like what does that look like? Uh, what's that feeling uh, in the building?
3: Um, student leading the way at COS for me was when we did the Safer Together project. I was so, I'm not sure, like I was so surprised at all the emotions and hard work that our students put into the project. We had many students do speeches about gun violence and mental health. We had another student do a poem about gun violence and it was good. I was very proud.
0: And, you know, I feel like, you know, bringing this, you know, a little bit more behind the scenes talk before the podcast, I heard um, that that you even wrote a poem
3: oh um, yeah i did
0: what was you wanna, what was that about you, would you want to share give us some insight to that um,
3: my poem was about mental health the title was neglected tunes basically i touched upon mental health in the sense of people the society around us like s- setting standards of how kids should look like or women should like, look like generally because I'm a girl. And the society has set a standard for what we should look like and how we should dress and stuff like that. So I touched on that as a neglected tune that's always in the back of our
0: head. That's very powerful. Yes. And, you know, and it's, for me as an adult, just knowing that this generation that's you know, coming up Where you guys are mentally, where you guys are, just just the things that you've been through and the things you've seen, the guys, things that you've experienced. I know that like we're in good hands. I know that like the next kids coming up in this district, like I'm excited to see like where you guys go from here. I don't know, Dr. Thorne, what do you say?
2: I am so optimistic. I mean, I'm excited, I'm optimistic. I think that you all have taught us to own our voice in a way that, as a 46-year-old woman, it took me years to, to find my voice and have the confidence to share it. And I think the fact that you all are so much younger and you get it, it just, it makes me hopeful for the future.
0: Well, I appreciate you all joining us today. I want to encourage everyone, start your day with, you know, a four, seven, eight, some, <laughs> some journaling. Maybe, maybe you just, you know, take a second when you get up in the morning, sit on the side of the bed and just think about what you're thankful for before you, mm-hmm. before you step into the world because, you know, it is important that we all focus on our, our mental wellness, our, our overall well-being because, you know, we'll be much better for it in the long run.
2: Absolutely.
0: This has been another episode of Inside CCS. Make sure you follow us on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Christian Ross. Take care.